Today, we are talking about community builders versus icebreakers. You've been in those meetings, JBM, where people ask questions that are just like, what? Why? What are we talking about? What does this have to do with the meeting, right? I mean, yeah, the difference is I say it and you don't, and then I'm the bad one, but that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> but I love it. I love that you have a grievance about community builders versus icebreakers. They each have a, a place in all of this, and we're going to dig into it. We're going to give some ideas. We're going to chat. And some practical examples, I think, that the, hopefully our listeners will find helpful. Agree. I agree. Hey there. You're going to have to cut that out right there. Let me just start with today's podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing some different different pieces here. Like usually you're bringing us in at the beginning and talking it through, but I, I wanted to bring this conversation in, right? You and I have been talking about how to get things started, how to make things happen, especially when it's meetings, teams who know each other, teams who don't, opening with questions, opening maybe with an icebreaker. And you've got some thoughts about this. Like you, you may be bringing a grievance, but I think you've got some examples to start, some common examples. Okay. So yes, this is a common example of how individuals may be asked in larger groups to quote, break the ice. Okay. Johnston, this is for you. What is your favorite color? My favorite color is purple. What are your pets' names? My pets' names are, um, I have Angus and I have Hazel. And what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie, my favorite movie would be probably <gasps> The Notebook. It's a good one. If you're a bird, love I'm it. a bird. I love, yes, if you're a bird, I'm a bird. Okay, so... They are common examples of an icebreaker that you may use in large groups, small groups, or situations that are limited in time, I would say. Yeah. I I, I feel like, and I know you're... Those are very common, right? Those questions that we used, we've probably all answered those in some kind of a meeting or a workshop or something like that. And you, you don't really appreciate them. You don't like it. Let's bring, no, let's, let's bring, let's bring the grievance. Give me, give me the stank that's on your face. Tell me what's going on. Like what's happening? <laughs> I just, I feel, I am just the type of person I prefer to live in the deep water than the shallow water. So mm. number one, I am. I, uh, if I'm going to spend the next eight hours with you, I, I don't honestly care what your pet's names are. I I don't, but I mean, if I'm forced to do some type of icebreaker activity, then I would prefer something (laughs) that has a little bit more depth, like what brand you joy today, or what are you looking forward to? Like, give me something to like actually connect. I like that. I don't know. No, I know it's not a it's not a popular opinion, but it's honest. You know what? It, I think it may be even a little more popular than people will give up because I think a lot of us feel that way. I think we cruise through like icebreakers really quickly. And, and there's a big difference between an icebreaker and a community builder. And that's, I think where you're, 
your heart and your passion lie, right? Is that in, in building a community and understanding kind of what's going on, maybe even when it's a, a workshop situation, but let's, let's chat about the differences between those really quickly, right? They're both types of getting to know you activities, but they really kind of differ in their purpose. An icebreaker is really to get in there with maybe people that you don't know really well, and to get to know them a little bit better so that it's it loosens up the social interactions. They're usually used at the beginning of an event. Um, you know, it kind of is a way to maybe have a laugh, relax a little bit, learn someone's name and something kind of superficial about them so that you might look for ways to develop other relationships maybe after the event or something like that. So very top surface level. And that's what you're talking about that you did not... You don't dig so yeah, much, it's not, right? I don't, it's not my preference. I hear you. It's not your preference. You'll do it when you have to. But even with those, I liked what you said about, you know, if we're really trying to loosen things up, really making sure that the questions we're asking are, are making some kind of a connection with someone. I liked your idea about what brings you joy, right? That could be, that could be a really good icebreaker to use. So I'd be icebreaker. much more interested in the answer. I'll tell you that. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So icebreaker, right, versus more of the purpose or the intention of a community builder, which sounds more like what you really enjoy, which this is really to form like more of a bond um, and really to focus on becoming a, a really, truly cohesive team. That's really what community builders are about. Sometimes people call them team builders. What were you going to say, JVM? I'm sorry, cut you off. I just think it has a good purpose. I'm more aligned with that purpose. So it's easier and more preferred for buy-in. Yes. Yes. And with the purpose, you want to be intentional about them, right? You, you want to focus on something, maybe an aspect of a team relationship that you really want to start to develop. So this idea, the purpose to form the bond, to make deeper connections, to bring together a cohesive team, it could be your departmental team. It could be a work group a cross-functional team that's coming together that's going to be doing some work across time. Um, but really, you know, this is about team cohesiveness, getting to know one another, finding commonalities, finding differences that also can be lifted up and really, you know, used in a way that is for the betterment of the team. So very intentional. And I know, I know you, JBM, as our audience does as well, Intentionality is very, very important. <laughs> yes. Very important. I, I why are we like, doing this? Why? Right? Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> Please, somebody why? tell me why. <laughs> let it be, why let is it? A purpose. So, so let's take it for a minute with the intentionality. Are I, oh, and oh, I got a doorbell. I love that because it's not yes. really a doorbell. It's an agreement. Yay. The agreement, ding, ding, ding. yes. Um, I I think with the intentionality of team building, you really do want to start with some of the things that you want your team to grow, areas you want your team to grow in. So, help me out with ideas. But this could be like open communication, right? Maybe definitely feeling like you trust um, someone to be able to say something or be vulnerable or bring up an idea. What are you thinking? And. Um, before that, probably just trust, just in just general trust. Building trust, right? And we're not talking, do you remember back in the day, there used to be that like fake faint 
that you would do as a trust oh, exercise yeah, no. with people. No, no, <laughs> I'm no. I'm not talking about that, right? No, no, no. We're not talking about that. We're talking <laughs> it's definitely about definitely out. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about really building long-term trust that I can count on you as a person who lives up to their word, right? And Correct. that you'll do things in alignment that's best for the team. Exactly. Exactly. And when and, and when the team is not in the room, you're speaking on behalf of everyone, not your own self-interest. I love that. Boy, you hit that beautifully. And that doesn't happen in one community building activity in one meeting and that's it, you're done. That's not that's not how it works. It has to be something that is carried through and that is continuously revisited over time because we've talked about this before. We believe that trust is like a bank account. You keep depositing into it. And if you're not careful, just one withdrawal, one error can really wipe out the whole account. So, And you have to hold people accountable. So if you're going to start the community builder on trust or communication, let's just take those two. Okay. If things are not held up by individuals outside of those community builders, it's the responsibility of the team members to hold each other accountable. Do you agree with that? I absolutely do. And we're going to talk about a different approach to, to community builders that actually does ask you to do some prep work outside of the meetings or even follow through work or follow up work after the meeting. So I love that you brought that up. So just really quickly, we've talked about the, the ideas or intentions that we'd want to put into planning some community builders. What that might look like is a focus on open communication, building trust, strengthening our bond. Um, those are just kind of, you know, some really the top hitters that we're thinking of when we're talking about being a cohesive team. And then your idea of building trust with setting things up or with, you know, the follow through, holding one another mutually accountable for what's going on. Yes. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. I got it. Oh, that was loud. Ooh. Woo. It's good morning. You just have to keep it, keep it on the. <laughs> good morning. Are we moving to examples? I wanted to give the community a, some information on what our examples are constraints or parameters of our examples. Yes, let's do it. Okay. So we want to be, make sure that our information and our content is practical. So we've been asked for more examples. So we're going to deliver on that. This, these examples are really tailored to individuals who, let's say a 15 minute time frame like with that. the time they're together could be virtual. If you're leading or a part of a virtual team, those would be the two main things that we're kind of allowing in um, these examples that could absolutely be done in in person or done with more time. But we know that those two constraints often are a barrier to individuals moving forward with community builders. Yes. I love that. And because of the time constraints, we're actually going to have you start this outside of the meeting. So prior to the meeting, maybe like a week before, when you're sending out your agenda and you're trying to really, you know, get together what's going on, if you're allotting that 15-minute slot for this community building piece, you can ask your attendees to that meeting to 
get ready for the community builder that's going to happen. And what I mean by that is you can set them up to bring in information, materials, um, gather maybe little tidbits that will allow you to jump right into the discussion or the actual activity that you have. So we're, we're challenging you to kind of think of this a little differently. So with those time constraints, 15 minutes, um, you know, it's a virtual meeting that we're really talking about right now. We want to do a community builder. We are going to talk or give the example of flip or flop, right? I love flip or flop. Ding dong. Love it. love it. Pre-work for flip or flop, send out an email a week before telling all of those who are going to attend that they need to bring with them a share. And that share actually, because we're focusing on communication right now, right? So, and what we want to provide maybe as our focus is, um, like more cohesive communication and different ways of communicating and bring a communication flip or flop. And this can be, and Miller, help me out with this because I loved when we were talking about it, you saw in, like endless possibilities for application. I was thinking oh, yes. you bring a flip or flop email, right? That one that you like feel really strongly you did really well, or one that maybe you sent out where you were like, mm, my language might've been a little off on this. I could have done this differently. You bring that flip or flop example, and then you, we have a conversation about what the person might do differently now in hindsight with all the laughter that comes with that. And then also the group can talk about, you know, how, what, what is the expectation and accountability of the group to respond in a certain manner. So you had some other ideas besides the email. Want to share? We we want to make sure that these examples are not just under the lens of where we are employed, but that it can be used across the board since we're both very oh, yeah. passionate about leaders being in all places. So right. would encourage the community to think about flip or flop in a multitude of settings. So if you're a teacher and you had a lesson on World War II, flip or flop, could have changed this, needed to totally, absolutely, the whole modality was something that you, it was a flop and you would choose to do it differently. Or right. one piece of it, you could have flipped it and made it a success. Mm -hmm. A conversation with a family, if you're in healthcare, yes. or a specific patient, if you are delivering direct patient care, if you're in leadership and you've had a one-to-one -one meeting, was it the communication a flip or a flop? Should that have been an email? Did it need to be an in-person meeting? Are you reflecting on something that you communicated to your supervisor that could have been done in a more effective way? And I think I've hit all the ones that we said while we were together. Yep. So many options, right? So mm -hmm. many places where they're a, a coach, a play, mm -hmm at the sporting event, what did you call? Is it a flip or a flop? So just utilizing some of those examples that you would be willing to come to the group, be a bit vulnerable, offer your information, what you've reflected on, and then also possibly get some feedback from the team. Which again, really starts to build out that mutual accountability. How is it that we as a team want to communicate outside of our relationships and then also within our relationships and how is it that we want to, you know, what are the words we want to use? What's the timing we want to do? And even I loved 
even expanding it past with the lessons, like with teachers and, and with the lessons, because we both have a lot of incredible teachers in our lives that we really, really love. And this idea that I maybe tried this, here's an idea for you. Here's where my successes were. Here's where the opportunities were that I could make something happen differently and it would have been more successful or just getting that input from, you know, the other teachers in the room. So I, I love that we took that past. This isn't just about in our industries, but it, it really is overall how you build a team. It's how you debrief. It's how you can bring it back. So you would do that work, find your flipper flop, you know, put a little insight to it, and then you bring that to the meeting for discussion. And whoever's facilitating the conversation could really just allow people to present their own flip or flop, or you could make it a quick rundown of their flip or flop. And then if it's starting to feel comfortable enough, like you said, we start to talk as a group how how we would look at this what's what's something that's been really successful for you and you've had to communicate this and and how could you share love it love it i'm going on to example two if you've got anything with example one you let me know okay here we go example number two again inside or prior to excuse me not inside but prior to the meeting and then you're going to bring something in and this again a community builder we would like to have an idea of preferences around communication modalities. So when we're talking about that, you know, are you a person who loves a Teams chat video phone call with cameras on like myself? We all know this about me, right? That I love a camera on Teams chat. I got to plug it whenever I can. Or are you a person who prefers a quick text? right? Is that, is that your preferred mode? Are you an email person? Like what is it personally about these different ways, uh, the, the way you would rank them, basically ask your people to rank one through three, pretty easy. Give them a list of all the modalities you can think of, have them rank it one through three. Now here's where it gets a little different. I would actually ask for, there's two ways you could do this. I would ask for these before the meeting. I'd have everybody email me back or maybe even do like a quick survey on Teams through forms so that I had the data. And then from there, I would put it up in the meeting to show, you know, here are the different preferred modes, modalities of communication. Let's talk about as a team, how can we maybe funnel this down and get our top two or three? And that's where we're going to live, right? Um, the other idea for this would be you can have them give them the warm up. You're going to have to rank your rank these right for me and bring it to the meeting. And then at the meeting, get them up out of their chairs, give them those wonderful little sticky notes, have them go and and put the sticky notes up on, you know, different large pieces of flip chart paper to really get them up and moving. And then we can show here's, you know, here are all of the people who preferred phone calls here. Here are all of the individuals where we're seeing the most post-it notes is really emails. So then you can also take that information, funnel it down to here are the two to three preferred modalities for our team. And this is how we're going to move forward. So you could do that when a little more prep at the, at the front side, bring in a little more information to funnel down together or get them up out of their chairs and moving. And I would say it's really kind of based on how much time you have again. What, what do you think? What are your thoughts? 
I think it's fabulous. And I think that you're, I just want to kind of bring it back for the community that you're, it's very intentional. So the purpose of these is to understand and build on communication to enhance it, to make work more effective and productive and with ease, right? So it's intentional to understand the preferences of others. So you can, as good team members, adhere to those preferences. You're not asking just to know, you're asking so that you can utilize those preferences when possible. I understand it's not always possible, but if I can, and I know somebody prefers a camera on call, I'm happy to do it within reason, within reason. (laughs) That's for you. Merry Christmas. Um, So, yeah, so I do. I think that, and I think that might be the piece that individuals are missing, which is just being really intentional about it. I know that within the division that I supervise, we did something a little bit unique in the August, September, where they switched supervisors and individuals went in with a community builder with a team that they did not know. Mm. And so those activities are going to be, I would almost say between an icebreaker and a community builder, right? Because they they have some knowledge and they're trying to build, but it's not quite, they don't necessarily need to know their communication preferences because they're not going to be interacting with them quite that much, but they do help when others are out. So yeah. Again, just being intentional about it, know you're going in for a specific purpose and then curtailing those activities to meet that purpose is going to make everybody feel like their time is valued. And I know I'm big on non-renewable resource. I enjoy and think it's a privilege to have individuals time, everybody. So the more you respect that, the more that the the content and the the time spent on something like that is valued. I love that. And speaking of the time, we want to make sure that, you know, what we're, the other piece of what we're offering is that community builders can start prior to the meeting and they can go on after the meeting, even into another piece as you're asking people to gather and collect information that will help that community builder be a richer conversation and a better opportunity to connect. So um, especially if you have larger groups or if you're working virtually. I just thought of one. This is yeah. totally off the cuff. We hadn't discussed it, but we did this mm-hmm. um, in the program at that you and I both shared. We had to yes. do a community builder at one of our cohort meetings and they asked, who would you have lunch with who has past or present? So it could oh. be somebody that's no longer with us. Famous, oh, not famous, doesn't matter. And they provided a visual and a PowerPoint slide. And some people had some really great answers. Ooh, and I, like I think that. that gives some texture to the conversation. It's not just, again, it's valuable. It gives you some information. Are we talking about yes. you pick Roy Holiday or Martin Luther King or your grandfather who passed away in World War II? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, I like that. Do you that's, remember who you picked? Uh, I don't. I'm traumatized yeah. by that whole thing you made me go through. <laughs> that I made you do. I would pick, <laughs> in this moment, because I know it would change, but in this moment, I might pick um, Maya Angelou, Dr. Maya Angelou. Somebody think, picked her. I don't know if it was yeah, me, but somebody did. I think I'm, yeah. it, it might have been me. I'm just kidding. But no, I, I love it. And, and you know, I'm so grateful you brought up that idea because I do want to be sure that we're sharing with our community that this is just touching the surface. There are so many wonderful yeah. different icebreakers out there, different 
community builders, different ways to apply it. We know that you have limited time in your meetings. We're trying to help make it so that there's an opportunity for this, but it's not all time consuming. And we also, we, we do have more information that we can share with you on this. It actually is a larger workshop that we do about the intentionality of these activities because sometimes people think it's just fluff or it's just a time filler and they're not giving it the the attention that it needs in order to really build that cohesive team and and keep it as kind of that that thread that continues to be pulled through all of your meetings. So um, so reach out if if you'd like more information, if you want some information even about how we could work with you a little more closely on it, we'd love to, uh, because again, it feeds our soul. So um, we'd we'd love to do that. Reach out, let us know. And you can email us at theproject.biglove at gmail.com. Love it. Bye. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts and please visit our website for resources at theproject-biglove.com. Be sure to like, share, rate, and leave a positive review. And if you don't have anything positive, no worries. You can skip that part. As always, questions and stories to share are welcome at theproject.biglove at gmail.com. Now for our legal disclaimer from Dr. Johnston. Best practice for change management is to be sure all parties are informed. Please be sure you discuss with your leaders or supervisors any ideas from our podcast today that you might like to use in your organization before implementing.